Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. My name is Sebastian. I'm one of the leaders here at LYC. And if you haven't realized yet, this is a community of youth who believe in Jesus. We are here because we are a, a, a part of a church. And we gather for the emphasis of growing in our faith, growing not just in age and stage, but also growing in the things of God. So today I'm starting a brand new series called Miracles or the Miraculous. Which one, which one do you prefer, the Miraculous or Miracles? Yes. Miracles. So uh, we're going to be starting this series and I will be starting this week, and then Pastor Brandon will be here next week. Well, he will be leading, and that's all I got for right now. But this is going to be a, a, a series that him and I both preach. So this is kind of what I want you guys to see. Uh, miracles in the book of Mark, by the way, in the Gospel of Mark. So there's, there's, there's Gospels. Gospel of Mark is what we're going to be focusing on. So uh, many of you might know about the, the Gospel of Mark, uh, but it is the shortest gospel. It is the shortest gospel because the way that Mark read it, wrote it was um, <laughs> this, this highlight reel almost. So it's this, and then this, and then this, and this, this, and this. Uh, there's a Greek word that he uses a lot, which means immediately. So the, you'll see in, in the translation, uh, this happened, and this happened immediately, and then immediately. And you're like, yo, this happened in like a span of like a day. Like, yo, there ain't no way this happened this way. But the way Mark wrote it um, was to, to kind of be a, a highlight reel. So who is like addicted to reels? Who's addicted to TikTok? Throw your hands up because we all are. I mean, it's just that fast paced, just content. Give me that content. I want to consume. I got to consume. That is, is the sad nature of kind of the culture we live in. But hey, if that's your, if that's your thing, if that's your thing, Mark might be the good, the, the, the better gospel for you because you're like, oh, good, more, give me more, give me more, right fast. Um, so uh, the, the, the book of Mark is a fast-paced, more of a highlight reel, if you will. Um, and it was written in this way uh, for it to be this like, oh, 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 oh. Um, and, and I really, um, I don't know, I remember reading this being like, yeah, like, I get this, and, and, and when I was, I mean, it was young, I remember just liking that it was just moving, it was moving, because we got stuff to do, we got, we got, we got um, this gospel to understand and hear, so I, I love even the way that Mark ended this book, he ended it in a way where it's just like, you know, like there's, if you read your Bible, uh, and the end of, uh, the, in the last chapter of Mark, you'll see that there's a short ending, and then a longer ending, anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? There's a short ending of Mark and there's a longer ending of Mark. Anyway, so Mark wrote it in this way and ended it in this way so that it was kind of like a, um, not a cliffhanger, but it was like, hey, and then Jesus resurrected. And then, and it's, it was just this cool way. Anyway, hey, if you like highlight reels, this is, this is the, um, the, the book that I want you guys to go to. So this is also what we're gonna be uh, focusing on in this series. So before we get in, I'm going to pray. Uh, for us. So 
Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you uh, that, that we can lean in on you. We can rely on you for strength, for ability, uh, for comfort, for confidence, Lord. Uh, we thank you for this day, uh, for all the things that you want to do in our lives, Lord. Help uh, me speak. Help me uh, give this message that you want these students to hear. Uh, may the seeds that are planted in their hearts grow, uh, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your mighty name we pray. We pray, amen. So uh, focus, give me a Mark chapter 2. We're in Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. So if you've taken notes, uh, the, the title of the message is just Miracles Week 1. I didn't think of a clever uh, title. I'm sorry. Been more of a very simple title. So Miracles Week 1. Go to Mark chapter 2, verses 1. Verse 1. And this is where it begins. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the, the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, sons, your sins are forgiven. Now, now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, there we are, immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier? This is what he was saying. Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk? Verse 10, but I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. In verse 12, it ends with this. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them, of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. So that sounds like a miracle to me. This person who was paralyzed their entire life, unable to move, had to be dragged along, had to be carried, uh, his, his, his whole, since his childhood, was brought to Jesus and was healed and left the room walking out. That's a miracle. If that happened, like, if that happened to me, like, you know, I'd be like, I'd never stop talking about it. And I was like, yo, you would not believe. I used to be paralyzed. I'm talking limp. I, I'm talking, I, I couldn't move. I had to have Ari scratch my nose. It was awful. She, she won't even do it now. It's awful. I mean, um, yeah, but I would not stop talking about that, right? If, if I experienced this miracle, I mean, it'd be, hey, nice to meet you. Yeah, a long time ago, I used to be, I used to be um, paralyzed. Now I'm not anymore. And it was Jesus who healed me. So like, that's, that's the kind of, um, uh, that's what we're going to be focusing on. So uh, I, I want to paint you guys a picture. So if you will close your eyes, I'm going to reread this account, this story, but I want you to visualize it. I want you to, to, to have it in your mind, uh, um, yourself in these shoes. So close your eyes. I promise nothing weird's going to happen. Alrighty, the smile's gone. Hey, no messing with each other, Nina. No poking each other. Hey, everybody. So, 
Let's close our eyes and let, let's go. So it's a cool and quiet evening along the coast. But there's a lot of commotion coming from a house in the center of a small town. And you hear a man named Jesus is speaking there, which has caused massive crowds to fill the rooms and spill out in the streets. You might even hear the waves crashing. You might uh, see the dirt. So you, you hear Jesus is, is, is speaking, causing massive crowds to fill the rooms and spill out into the streets. You hear Jesus is the one who heals. You've been paralyzed since birth. And this is your chance to be healed. Some of you, you might, you might be the people whose friend has been paralyzed since birth. And now they have a chance to be healed if they could just be brought to Jesus. If, if you could just be brought to Jesus, you could be healed. They might say, we need to bring you to Jesus. You've been this way since childhood. This is all you've ever known. The crowd seems to be the only obstacle, but this is your shot. You see the crowd is too dense, so you take your friends and you carry him. Fortunately for him, he has good friends who want to help. So an idea is birth that involves climbing onto a roof of the room that Jesus is speaking from and, and tearing it up and lowering him down. Surely Jesus won't, will see our desperation and not be upset. Surely people will see the need we have and not look down upon us. All we know is this man named Jesus has healed and we need healing. You see yourself on top of the roof now. All that is in the way of Jesus is this roof made of logs, mud, and straw. And you begin ripping apart piece by piece, risking splinters and filth to get to Jesus so your friend can be healed. So open your eyes. Did you, did you visualize that? Some of us have watched The Chosen, and it's a great you know, reminder of visually how this might have been. But I, I hope that you saw this. I hope that you visualized visualize what it must have been like to have a friend who's been paralyzed since childhood. And, and Jesus is the one who heals. And, and if we just take him to Jesus, he'll be healed. Or maybe you're the one who's paralyzed. Or you're the one who's been this way since birth. Or you're, you've been the one that's hurt, been hurt this way. And, you know, if I, if I can just get to Jesus, I can be healed. So imagine the faith of these friends. Imagine the faith of, of this person. Uh, they knew just a touch from Jesus would lead to a miracle. So they put the work in to experience it. It wasn't easy to carry this, this guy. It wasn't easy, um, you know, I, I don't imagine it being like, here to the bathroom. I imagine it being like far off. So they had to carry him for, for a, a good bit. What we see here that what led them, this, 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 um, the faith of these friends, it led to a miracle. They put in the work to experience it. So when Jesus witnessed their faith, he moved in a mighty way. So we can learn three powerful uh, traits of faith from these friends. Point number one, this is point number one. Faith takes risk. Faith takes risk. So look at how much risk and discomfort these guys go through for their friend. They broke through a roof right in front of a crowd in a public presentation. They used their hands to pull apart a roof. I don't know, I'm not talking to anybody in particular, but some people have a hard time going up and ordering food at, a, at, a, at Chick-fil-A, the nicest place in the world to order food. It's risky. 
You know, like sometimes it, it can be risky. I, I, Sebastian Bear, hate going to the drive-thru and asking uh, for, for food. It is like, I could, I could talk face-to-face to the person. I could ask them about their whole entire life. But something about going to that drive-thru, what can I get you? Um, hold on. Um, can I get a um, Chick-fil-A meal, please? Uh, sir, um, yeah, that sounds good. And I, I just get so, oh, and don't tell me if I'm in the car with other people because I got I to gotta then get their orders right. Oh, gee, what if they mess up? What if they don't hear me right? They, they're having like a 2005 walkie-talkie in that little thing. They're, I can barely understand them. It's hard. It's, 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 it's hard to understand. Anyway, that's stupid. Um, faith takes risk. So again, look at how much discomfort they went through. Look how much discomfort, like it was probably uncomfortable to have to carry your friend, I don't know how long, but far enough, and then climb on this roof and then make a hole in this roof. You got like your fingernails all dirty and maybe splinters, like you're, you're muddy at this point. Like it's, it's no going back. Like it's, it, it, it was, um, it was uncomfortable. It was a risky, it was a risky thing they did. So why were they willing to face the repercussions and embarrassment? Because they have faith, they had faith that Jesus could heal their friend. If they didn't have faith Jesus could heal their friend, they would just, you know, stay there. Like, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have done anything. Like, they, if they didn't have faith Jesus could heal, they wouldn't have done it. But they had faith that Jesus could heal, so they did it, and they worked for it, and they went after it. So I'm sure there are reasons to not do this. Excuses, fears, but they didn't let it stop them. Just like these friends, let your faith move you towards action. And I've heard it recently, but it's don't let just your faith be in your head. Don't let your faith be in your heart. Let it be in your feet too and let, let it move you to action. So faith takes risk. Those risks may be uncomfortable, awkward, even a little unexpected, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Jesus is worth it. It's confusing. It's worth it. You don't have to have all the answers. It's worth it. There are often miraculous results on the other side of your risk. There are often uh, miraculous results on the other side of your risk. It's risky to talk to your friends about Jesus, but the outcome is worth the discomfort. It's awkward to ask a friend for prayer but Jesus hears every word. It's uncomfortable to talk to someone about sin in their life, but you can point them back towards forgiveness. Jesus almost always leads you outside of your comfort zone. So take risks and watch what unfolds as a result. There's, there's a moving that, 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 that you, have, you have to make the choice. You have to make the decision. You, you have to be the one who, who, who has your, like, you have to have faith. You have to make the decision. I'm going to have faith in Jesus. I'm going to have faith that Jesus can heal me. I'm going to have faith that, you know, whatever this situation or circumstance is, I'm going to have faith and watch the miraculous happen. I've seen it. I've experienced it. And point number two Risky faith leads to results. When you have a risky faith, when you have a faith, it leads to results. It leads to change. 
their faith resulted in a confused, in a quiet room, staring at a paralyzed man, lying down before Jesus. Could you imagine being in this room in a hole just, you know, I'm not Jesus, but imagine Jesus is here and then, you know, there's a hole just through the roof and you're like, this is a basement. I don't know how to do it. Okay. Uh, and then he gets raised down. Y'all would be like, yo, what? This is, this is not what's supposed to happen. Like, Sebastian was supposed to just give a message and then we were supposed to just, you know, go home. Like, that was it. But imagine, like, how you would feel, like, if you just saw this happen, like, what the heck? That's kind of weird. Like, I don't know what I would do with that. So imagine this room staring at this, like, oh, that's, that's weird. Like, I, I feel like some of them would have, should like, had this thought, like, Jesus, you better get them out of here. Jesus, you better, you know, boot them. So, um, but I love this. I love that Jesus breaks the silence. He breaks the silence saying this, I see your friend's faith. Your sins are forgiven. Maybe gasp or whispers start to emerge and get louder and like, whoa, 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 whoa. Can you believe that? You know, like, what, Jesus? That's what you said? Not get out of here, kid. What are you doing? Pick him up and leave. Like, that's not what, no, I got business to talk about. Jesus didn't say that. He said, I see your friend's faith. Your sins are forgiven. What I find interesting is Jesus sees this man is paralyzed. He sees he's paralyzed. But he doesn't address the physical healing that's needed first. Because he was obviously there for the healing of his physical body. But he, he sees, and he sees this, this physical thing, and yet he says, your sins are forgiven first. He also, uh, hearing from the religious leaders, uh, when they say only God can forgive sin, I love this because Jesus takes this moment to, and just like, almost like in this cool way, just goes, he shows them who he is. They're, they're saying only God can do that. And he's like, your sins are forgiven. Oh, and by the way, get up. And it's just like this cool thing, like, oh, dang, okay, mic drop. Like, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, like, you can imagine, like, the stunned reaction from this. Jesus goes, like, it's, again, he, 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 he's lowered down, paralyzed. They see this man's paralyzed. They probably pass by him every day. They're like, oh, there's that guy I passed by. Jesus, oh, my God, what are you going to say? Oh, this is, this is the tea. This is drama right here. Jesus, go, get him out. Go ahead. I... Bad story, but uh, I remember in high school, like whenever like people would do bad stuff or like you know be just you know get in trouble. When students would get in trouble, I'd be like, "Yo, that sucks." I'm so glad it's not me. But that's kind of funny that like they're getting kind of yelled at. Um, That's not what happened. Uh, Jesus sees this man, forgives him of his sins, and then he says, "Now get up your mat and walk." And he and he does this for this person. But also these people ask, they're, they're like, who, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Only God can do that. And he goes, boom. Like, isn't it obvious? Like, he shows uh, them who he is by, by doing this. He didn't just have the power to heal this man. He also had the power to forgive his sins, which is even greater. It, an emphasis that I want to get into in tonight's service, service is 
Jesus wants to heal you physically, mentally, emotionally, all these, all these things. But, but greater than that, his priority is to forgive you of your sins, to forgive the inward man, to forgive the inward you, the sins that, that, that are inward, that hurt you even more. He wants to heal those. And it's an even bigger miracle to be able to forgive those, to cleanse those. Because cleansing someone from spiritual sickness is the greatest miracle of all, miracle of all. And again, like I said, that's the primary reason for Jesus' arrival, is to cleanse the spiritual man, to make him in right relationship. So do you see it? What can happen when you take the risk to introduce Jesus to people? The, I can imagine these friends who go, whoa, like this is happening. Like we brought him to Jesus. Look what's happening. Like this is awesome. We see what happens when you take the risk to introduce Jesus to people. Physical, mental, and emotional healing, yes. But the spiritual healing that takes place, that's Jesus' priority. We see the faith of these men is rewarded. This would have changed not only his life, the person who, who was paralyzed, but also the people around them. It marks them. They're witnesses of miracles. They have that now forever. They probably told their generations that would come after them. Like, I don't know about you. Like, I got my grandpa who tells me stories who, like, okay, grandpa, like, cool. But, like, imagine, like, this kind of story, like, yo, grandpa, tell it again. That's awesome. Like, you, cool. Um, they would have, my grandpa always be making stuff up. Like, it, I bet one of those guys telling his grandkids, like, yeah, and then I took Jesus' hand and then, like, you know, lying and such. But, uh, they, they had a, a testimony to give, this cool experience. They got to experience a miracle, and it marked them as witnesses of this miracle. So when you step out in faith, amazing things can happen. Faith can lead to breakthrough. Faith can lead to the miraculous, like healings. Faith can lead to unthinkable things, situations that you could have never imagined. So here's a question. Are you missing out on something because you have refused to move in faith? Are you missing out on something because you refuse to move in faith? Because you refuse to get up? Yeah, you've heard Jesus is, is down the road and you know, all it would take is for you to go down there. All it would take is some friends carrying you, but you just refused. Because it takes, what did it take? It, take, it took faith to get them here to there. It took faith. So risky faith doesn't just lead to amazing things for you, but that's super important. It also, is a tr- it also triggers amazing things for people around you. Now, I want to I make a difference in my life. I want my life to mean something, but imagine how it feels to make not a great impact for your life, but for the life of others. That, like, I'm passionate about that. I want, my, I want to impact people's lives so that they can experience what I've experienced because Jesus has radically changed my life. He's done great things for me. He's healed me. He's broken things for me. He's helped me. And that experience that I've, uh, I've experienced, I want others to experience that, that hope of Jesus, that peace of Jesus, that love from Jesus, that confidence in Jesus. So again, it's a trigger for, for other people to experience this. Why? because your faith can help others around you. This is, this is my third point. Faith helps people. 
So the people who, were, who he was with, his friends, their faith helped him. This man encountered healing because of the help of his friends. How powerful is that? That, that, that their friends helped him. So they, they, like, they ripped off a roof. Like they, <laughs> they raised the roof. No, they didn't raise the roof. They tore the roof down. They broke the roof. They, they you know, stomped on it, whatever. They, they, they tore a hole in the roof. And it's awkward. Sometimes it can feel unsafe or risky and uncomfortable. But look what it led to. A man who was paralyzed since birth. What did he do? He walked out of there with a smile on his face having his sins forgiven, and he walked out. Oh, that's a miracle. It's a testimony of what Jesus can do. And imagine just, again, like, what if that was you? What if that was you who's paralyzed? But what if that was you, if you were the friend who took, took um, him to Jesus? You got to experience, wow, this thing that my friends have been struggling with They've been freed from that. That's powerful. So when was the last time you stepped out in faith to help someone experience Jesus? Now, I'm not saying you go up and tear some roof up, some roof, you know, don't, don't tear nobody's roof up. I don't want to get no calls. But you need to take some uncomfortable steps to the, for the benefit of others, for the benefit of yourselves. Don't just do whatever. It's a motto that I have. Just, I don't want to be a man who just does whatever. I don't want this life to just pass me by. I don't want that. I don't want that for you either. So share what Jesus has done for you. Invite, invite, invite someone to church. You were once invited. Your family was once invited. Pray for people and with friends in public. I know these are things like, yeah, right. I ain't doing that. That's weird. That's weird. Like, yeah, like those weird Christians do it, but not me. Like, I'm just a, I'm, I'm a cool Christian. Like, that's, that's, that's me. Um, introduce people to Jesus. It's worth it. Here's, here's kind of the idea I want to share, idea I want to share with you. Try to see the world through the lens of Jesus. Try to see the world through the lens of Jesus. Because there are people who need healing. There are people who are lost. There are people who feel their conditions are all they'll ever be. There are people who feel like they're always going to be paralyzed, maybe outwardly, but maybe also inwardly. They'll always be sick. They'll always be hurting. They'll always be unable to free themselves from sin. They need healing. This world needs healing. People need healing. With Jesus, here's the thing. We don't just get to preview miracles and the miraculous. We get to participate in them, in our lives, in the lives of others, the lives around us. Even if it feels risky, it's worth it. Even if it feels risky, it's worth it. Because again, we don't want to just do whatever, let life happen to us. Because what happens when we just let life happen to us, life's going to do what it's going to do. And I don't know about you, but I don't like the way life be doing sometimes. Like, I don't like the way life be doing sometimes. Because, I mean, it's one thing after the other. 
But we have power. We have protection. We have, we have Jesus. Kimberly, if you could come up on, on the keys. We have Jesus to, to heal us, to protect us, to help us, to heal us from our physical things, but also, in, in more of a priority, spiritual things. Forgive us of our sins. And kind of this is where I want to close. And it's something I realized while reading this. And this is what I kind of want you guys to, if you leave here, this is what I want you to focus on. Jesus forgave his sins first. That's, that, that's what he did first. Not the outward thing that he was obviously needing. This man like, like, this man needed healing physically. Like that's what everyone else probably saw. That's what the crowd saw That's what he was even going there for. But what does Jesus do first? Your sins are forgiven. Something I was thinking about as I I read this, thinking about uh, even during this time, um, what was thought to be like physical things. Like people thought physical things was because someone, because you either sinned and this is happening because of your sin or because some, like your, your, your parents or your grandparents did something and, and, and you're um, the, the reason, like, like, like their sin caused you to be this way. That's, that's what they believed uh, bad things happened um, to people. So I can imagine this man crippled his entire life, childhood, his entire life. Yeah, he was probably like, you know, yeah, like I, it hurts to be um, physically paralyzed. But I can imagine after years, years of this, what's the inward feeling? I can imagine the inward feeling was more painful than the outward feeling. The inward feeling was probably a bitterness probably a, 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 a just the inwardness I focused in on when I realized that nobody knew the sins of this man or the inward hurts that this man was feeling but Jesus knew and he forgave those and healed those first now that's been me I've needed inward healing I've needed inward healing where I felt crippled. I've never been physically crippled. I've broken a couple, I've broken a pinky and a couple arms, but I've never been physically out of the game where I couldn't move. But I know what hurt the most in my life was when those moments of my life defeated me inwardly. It made me feel like I was nothing or made me feel like I didn't matter or made me feel like what's the point or made me feel like it, it doesn't, doesn't even matter because I'm, I'm never going to get better. I'm never going to be enough or I'm never going to not met, struggle with this. Or I, I'm just going to mess up. That's going to be the course of my life. That's what my inner self said to me. And here's what I know for some of you, for all of you, here's the thing. You are human. That's all of you. You're human. So yeah, there might be physical things that, go, that, are, that are going on with you right now, physical things that need healing. And here's the thing. Jesus wants to heal those things. Jesus, the Lord of the world, wants to heal, heal those things. Yes. But his priority, his emphasis, the thing that he wants most is for your inward man to be healed.
the inward man to be healed. That's what Jesus is here for. That your sins can be forgiven inwardly. That your sins can be forgiven eternally. Because here's what I don't want you to have to do. Carry your inward paralyzed self any longer. You don't have to. Jesus already died on the cross and rose again, conquered death, resurrected so that we can have a resurrected life so that we could be cleansed of our sins. There's nothing in between you and God. Jesus is the one true way that whoever so believe in him will have eternal life, not just eternal life, but also life in abundance so that life can be peace now, even in uncertainty, even in pain, even if there's something physically hurting, Lord, you will heal me. But Lord, more than my healing I need in, in, in whatever body part it is, Lord, I need healing in my spirit, Lord. I need healing because that's what hurts the most. I've been there, I've cried. I mean, I've been, I've been sleepless because I felt like inwardly I would never be fixed. So I can imagine this man who was outwardly broken, outwardly not, he was outwardly broken. And yet what did Jesus do first? And what did he see first? He healed this man's heart. He healed this man's sins. He forgave him of his sins because that's the power of the one true God, King Jesus. And that's what's for you. That's what's for you. And that's the priority that Jesus wants you to know is that your sins can be forgiven. This weight, this burden, this thing that you carry, it's not for you. There's forgiveness, there's peace, there's mercy, there's grace, there's newness. There's this life with Jesus and you don't have to understand it. It's day by day, step by step. It's picking up your cross and carrying it. It's becoming more like Jesus. And how you do that is step one, you walk with him. You say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I don't have it all together. I need help. The best prayer you can ever pray is this. I'm gonna blow your mind. Jesus, I need help. You're the only help that I need. I need help. Jesus wants you to accept this healing inwardly that he's offering to you. Let's stand. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.